Hello, welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. Well, I'm here today joined by one of the patriarch pillars of First Baptist Church, an incredible gentleman by the name of Warren Stewart. Uh, Warren is a longtime member of First Baptist Church, um, super sweet guy. Many of you will know him, he and Miss Elizabeth. Uh, they are, indeed, they are pillars of this church, and they uh, come to most every service that they're able to come to. And uh, it's been a pleasure over the years for me to get to know Warren and get to know about him and he shared things with me, but wanted to ask him to come in today and uh, let you get to know him, find out something about him and, and his family and his life and his background. So this is a first-person broadcast, and so we want, uh, we want to include a lot of different folks in that. And so I think you'll enjoy getting to know Mr. Warren Stewart. So welcome, sir. Glad that you're here. Uh, glad that you set aside time to come by and see us. So how are you doing today? Well, with all those good things you're saying about me, you're giving me a fat head, and, and and I'm honored to be here for a brand new experience, which I have never even thought about before. And I thank you so much. Well, it's a it's a joy to have you with us, and I know that folks are going to enjoy getting to know you a little bit. So, you you're probably like I am. When I first meet someone, the first thing I a lot of times I ask them is, "Where are you from?" So, tell us tell us where you're from, Mr. Warren. Well, I cut my baby teeth on a cradle road crib at Earl Street Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. And then uh, I've been a member of three churches in my life, three Southern Baptist churches, and uh, moved to Atlanta and uh, joined the First Baptist Church in Atlanta. And then I moved to Coleman and joined the First Baptist Church of Coleman, Alabama. And this is, what, this is what's, the, what's so vital in my life and what I like to share with you is the fact that I have a lot of friends and I know how to how to how to accrue a lot of friends and that's to join a first baptist church a southern baptist church wherever you go I can go to Mississippi or Tennessee or Georgia and I can join a first baptist church and in 3 months I'll have more friends than anybody in this whole city and I'm so thankful for that and I'd like to share that with you because they're the kind of friends you want to have and uh I struggled in business. I wasn't very good, but I had my church to come to on Sunday and Wednesday and with sweet people who are kind and loving, and I cherish that. Well, you're exactly right. And not only that, but you find out about the chicken in whatever town you're in, right? <laughs> so from what you said, uh, you're from Greenville, South Carolina. Tell, tell me about your parents and your growing up years and, and that kind of stuff. Well, I, I have had an older sister who's five years older than me. My daddy was a firefighter in Greenville, and my mother worked in a department store for, for about 30 years and stood on her feet, and uh, uh, they, they just did everything they could to spoil me, and I just uh, cherished the f family that I had with my sister and my father and, and my, my, my mother. It's a, it's a blessing, isn't it, to get to have a— a mom and a dad to kind of launch you in life and and get you going family brothers sisters and 
it, it is an, it is a huge blessing in life. So so you grew up in Greenville, South Carolina, and then from there you went to school. Where did you go to college? I went I to the University of South Carolina. I played baseball there, and then I went to Korea. They sent me to Korea in a Seventh Infantry Division. And if you spend a winter time in Christmas and in 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 Korea, you can handle anything you ever ever in and run into. You know, I have your exact. I've heard that before. I have uncles and and folks that that at World War II veterans and Korean veterans. In fact, my wife's dad was a, but he was in the Navy. But I've I've said I've heard heard them say that is the coldest place that you have ever set foot on. So I, I've heard people say that. Well, so you grew up in Greenville. We've got that. We went to school at uh, University of South Carolina, and then you served in military. Along the way, you must have met a pretty lady. And uh, I, I'd like for you to tell me about Miss Elizabeth and how you met and how that all came to be. I, that's got to be an interesting story. I hitchhiked to Atlanta. I had a job interview, and— uh... I hitchhiked to Atlanta and uh, spent the night in the YMCA. I had $25 in my pocket. That was on a Friday. I went to see the Atlanta Crackers play baseball. And then Saturday morning, uh, I I interviewed and and got the job. And so I didn't know much about Atlanta other than about the Atlanta Crackers and Peachtree Street. I'd heard about Peachtree Street. So Sunday morning, I got up and I went to Peachtree Street, which is a block from the YMCA, and I, I said, I'm going to get off this bus uh, when I see a Baptist church. And uh, as we went up Peachtree Street, I saw the, a church with a big steeple, and it was the first Baptist church of Atlanta. And I got off, and I joined that church. And uh, I did not know that the financial secretary of that church was Queen Elizabeth, my first wife-to-be. And uh, that's how we met. And I— uh, uh, couldn't believe that that happened to me, and I cherish that. And it just one of the things that makes me so love love the church because the church really loved me. And uh, like I say, in about a month, I knew I had more friends in that big city than most people ha- have. Oh yeah. And I, as as the years went by, twenty years of there, we uh we 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 made a lot of just wonderful friends that we still contact frequently. Uh, but I just rejoice. Again, I want to say, if you want to make good friends, join the Southern Baptist Church and show up. So you and Miss Elizabeth spent the first 20 years of married life in the Atlanta, in Atlanta area uh, at First Baptist Church. I know she was, at one time, she was Charles Stanley's Sec- uh, secretary. Financial secretary. Financial secretary, which is is kind of. And I neat. was on the search committee that found him, and well, uh, and uh, he really made a big difference in all our lives. Yeah, yeah well, that is neat. So, so having your first twenty years of marriage there, I'm going to guess that that's where you began a family. And uh, I, tell me about your your kids. You know, your children. How that how they came along. What order they came along, and. Uh, okay, all my, that kind of my stuff. My mother got on me because we had three children so fast, and uh, she told me, "Son, you got to stop that." And if I could talk to her now, I would say, uh, "Mother, in my old age, they're treating me like a new puppy. They take care of me, and they they look after me, and check on me, 
and uh, just it's the most wonderful experience you can experience it. When you get my age, you you need some help, and they they they're all over me like skin. Yeah. Well, tell me, tell me. I think I know. I know your son, or is it your daughter? I can't remember. But we met several years ago when when my son was playing baseball and your grandson was playing baseball together. And that's kind of the first time that I had an opportunity to meet you. Uh, so I know. I remember seeing you at the ballpark, and uh, your son was a great shortstop. He could really play shortstop. And uh, and my grandson, Michael Harbison, uh, played played with him all in the same league, yeah. Do they still live here in town? Uh, Michael Harbison, his family, which is my daughter, they live here. And Michael is in Nashville now. He's a physical trainer, and he went to graduated from the University of Alabama. So you have a—your um, daughter is here? One. One, one daughter. daughter. Okay, so tell me what you have. Sons, daughters, how does that—how well, okay. is that? My middle child is Melinda Harbison, who's— he lives here with, with in, in Coleman, and then I have a my firstborn. It lives in Kimberly, uh, just thirty miles south of here, and uh, she's uh, she uh, started her career as a social worker and was a executive director of, of an outfit called Bread and Roses, which was uh, where they took care of, of battered women who, who's who were with children, and they take them in and feed them and clothe them and teach them how to get a job. And she did that, and she retired from that, and now she's working with with HUD and getting affordable housing to people. And uh, she moved to Kimberly from Birmingham so that she could be closer to us, and uh, and she's she's really something. She's special. All my children, I, I brag on them, you know. Uh, yeah. And you have another one, right? I have a son, Buddy, who was uh, uh, moved here to Coleman with us and, uh, and was an outstanding scholar athlete at Coleman High School and got an appointment at the Navy Academy in Annapolis. And, uh, and he is retired and started something, a, a financial job. And uh, he's... Uh, he, he he he's he, he, all my children are very special and, and very good looking and very smart. Well, now the good looking part's easy because Miss Elizabeth's pretty, right? Now I don't know what they got from you, but but no. So yeah. you mentioned Queen Elizabeth. I I tried to figure. I was kind of wondering because I but it it's kind of coming clear to me now because you you had a child graduate from the University of Alabama because being in Georgia all that time. I'm wondering now this should she should be a Georgia fan. But I know she's an Alabama fan because I remember the clothing she she does all of that and stuff like that. So yeah, she's, she's got uh, more University of Alabama shirts and sweaters and you can count. <laughs> so yeah. she she she's loves proud that. of being a graduate of that. Well, tell me, Mister Warren, when and how you became a Christian? Where did where did that occur? When did you accept Christ? And uh, how did that all come about? I was nine years old, and I went to Camp Rawls as an RA camp near Columbia, South Carolina. And the last day, night they were there, they they gave an invitation if you want to be a pastor. And I sat there and listened to that. And, uh, and I, I was like a jet plane with the engines cranked up and the brakes on. And they said, if you want to be a missionary or 
uh, or then they gave the third option, which is to be a Christian, uh, to, to know what Jesus had done for me. And I, when they gave that, I took off down the aisle and uh, was just confessed to God my sins, even though I, you know, at nine years old I didn't know, but I, I knew I had had God's grace, and it, it was a big moment. And then when I went back home from camp. Dr. Ball, my pastor, came to my house and, and checked me out, and then I was baptized in the Earl Street Baptist Church. I was nine years old. Well, that's great, yeah. And God's been good, hasn't he? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I mean, I just, I, 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 I just smile because yeah. he blesses me. Well, you have you and I have talked a couple of times, and, I th- and you alluded to your working career, but— uh, tell me a little bit about when you before you retired and and by the way I didn't mention this but but Warren is eighty eight years old so he is an experienced seasoned <laughs> citizen he is and there's a lot of there's a lot of wisdom don't. underneath those gray locks but uh, you've told me before and you and I've talked about it but share with the folks how you you know because we all know that as you go through these years and you raise kids you have to make a living somehow or the other. And uh, you've you've talked to me about that, but share with us how how you worked and what you did and those kind of things. Well, I, I was I was I was a salesman, and I started off selling chemicals for Puritan Chemical Company in Atlanta, and uh, I became a regional manager there. And then uh, a, a, a dear friend of mine who I grew up with in Greenville uh, had a factory that, that made sofas, furniture. And we were sidekicks. We had known, we'd known each other t- until he died and passed away. But he hired me to, to work and be a salesman in Alabama. And we were living in Atlanta. And uh, I was traveling. I, I was leaving Atlanta every week to come to Alabama and sell. And I, that was too far to come. And when my first daughter graduated from high school, she had wanted to enroll at the University of Alabama. I, 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 I don't know why, you know, but she did. And we brought her over here and then in September, and then we, we moved to, to Coleman uh, in October 1978, which was 44 years ago. And I want to say again, uh, when we joined this church, people came down, and they were all over us. I've never experience a welcome like that that I did in this church. And that's what that's why I keep repeating myself that there's nothing you you can't beat being a Southern Baptist. And and and, and I'm talking too much right now, but I had a Sunday school teacher that kind of fantasized the lessons. And uh this is a, 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 a he 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 told me the story about the little boy who went to his mother and said, Jesus is in the next village and uh uh I, I want to go see him, and she checked him out to see exactly what he was talking about and how far it was, and she said, well, you'll need a lunch, and she prepared him a little bag bag lunch, and he went to, to the place where Jesus was, and the disciple came up and asked him for his lunch, and Jesus fed 5,000 people with it, and uh, uh, I don't know what he told his mama when he got home, but it, it, he had a big story to tell. And right now, I told you I talk too much, but when I look at, 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 when I give my little check every week, I see myself giving that, that bag lunch to Jesus. 
And, 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 and what that means to me right here is that we have 3,200 Southern Baptist churches in, in Alabama. And every one of them have people like me who give a little check every week. And I see that as, as when you look at that, that's over a million people. Who, who, which is doing what, 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 the same thing that, that Jesus did with, with what we do. And I, I tell myself to, when I give that offering, don't take for granted. It, 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 he's going to take it and bless it. And, uh, and that's why, uh, you know, you just can't beat being a Southern Baptist. I, I, it's just it's so sweet, and people are so charming and, and, and kind and loving. And uh, when you get out in the battlefield of the business where it's so competitive— you need a place to come, a refuge, and that's what this is to me. Yeah. So, so you were, uh, you actually came here because of work. You went really uh, in a way. Your daughter went to Alabama, and then yeah. you you came here as kind of part of your job. So, you were a salesman for how many years? Forty. You still are, but no, no, I guess over fifty years. Yeah. I I can feature you being a good salesman. I I don't <laughs> think that 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 shouldn't have been a problem, and. Uh, because I can see you, you know, like you say, you make friends. Well, part of that, you know, you have to, if you're going to make friends, you have to be a friend. And so you're a friend to a lot of people and you've blessed a lot of people at First Baptist. So one of the questions I ask folks is, have you been able to, have you been able to find a place of service at First Baptist? And I'm sitting here looking at a fella who's been here since 1978. And uh, I would guess if I were to ask you this, you've probably just give me a few of the positions, and I'm not positions, but the roles that you've served in since you've been here at First Baptist Church. Well, well, I became a deacon uh, after I'd been here a year, and uh, that that's uh, that was something that my mother was very proud of uh, when I became a deacon in Atlanta. But I became a deacon here too, and and uh, I guess I've served on every committee. There is, and uh, some of them two or three times. Right. So uh, <laughs> the committee wasn't as much fun as being a deacon. <laughs> well, I can I can understand that the deacon role is a service role, and and you help people. But you know, serving on these committees, that somebody has to figure all these things out. And uh, I'm I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But church has it has to function, and you've got to have folks that. That have the right priorities and that love the Lord and uh, you know they want they want the best for God's kingdom and service right here and so uh, I just can imagine that you've done a great job on those committees. So now, who's your Sunday school teacher now? We have a team: Lavelle Thrasher and uh, Bobby Irwin and Gene Gamble. They, okay. they we go in three different. They'll teach one session and then the next. Right. And uh, they're all precious people. And Bobby's new here, sings in the choir. Yeah, and, no Bobby. Uh, and has been in a, a minister for years and sharp as a razor. He's, he's good. Yeah. Well, and— uh, The bell is sweet as sugar. He's—he's—he's—I he, mean, he's more than a teacher. Yeah. You know? He's a good man. Yeah. And good Gene man. Gamble is, is really prepares and— yeah. And, and and studies and and and, uh, and we have a class. The, the most unique thing in the world is a men's Sunday school class, because if you're sitting there with your wife, you're not going to say some of the things that you say in a men's class. And we we get after it big. It's it's a, it's a it's a treat to be in there, you know, because every one of us talks.
Well, I also know because from what uh, what Scott Carlin tells me that you're in his class Scott, on, it, on Wednesday it, it, night. If, if I if I, if I was as smart as Scott Carlin, I'd be famous. <laughs> he knows that Old Testament, and man, he's like a shrink. He get he, you know, but I learned not to answer his question because you, he'll ask a question and you'll answer it, and he said, "Well, why do you say that?" And that's when I shut. You know, I said, "I ain't gonna ask any more questions." But he he's a razor. Yeah. He, and he, I mean, he he's he's a. Uh, I, I, I mean, he's a, he has a pure heart. Oh, he does. He's a sweet, great, great guy. So, but you know what? And and the other thing too is that's neat about that is, even though you've been here a long time, and and you know you've you told me that that you and Elizabeth got some issues. You know, age does that to all of us. And uh, but you've stayed involved. You stayed uh, apart, and that's just a testament to somebody that loves the Lord. And I I know you you will never know probably this side of heaven. You'll know how you bless people, how your attitude blesses people and how you smile and your good natured and quick wit and all those things. They they bless people. And so uh, I'm just thankful to be part of a church with everybody, everybody from whatever you're, you said you were 88 all the way down and something for everybody. And to have an attitude, an open, gracious attitude like you do, you're just a blessing to me. But but I'm speaking for a lot of people. You're I know you bless a lot of hearts. So I just want to thank you for coming in today and well, uh, spending I want, I want this to say time. Something else because we're talking about Scott and uh, yeah. and, and our, our great pastor. But see, I, I'm a I'm a per, I, at my age. I love the great hymns of the church, like Holy, 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 and uh, it, it's hymns like that. Mm-hmm. Victory in Jesus. And and you 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 are challenged because we have the 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 life of our church are in these young couples, and they go to the more how do I say uh, I don't know what to say, but mm-hmm. you do a great job of blending. That's your challenge because you have the old people like me, and then you have these young people who who like that that what's the word? Yeah, modern uh, modern, modern music, and and you have a way of balancing that. And uh, especially when we have something like Christmas, we do both. You combine that both because you you're ministering to all of us, and and that's that's that, that's one of your great challenges. And I and I appreciate that more than you ever know. Well, thanks, Warren. I mean that that yeah. And you every Sunday you're an encouragement because you'll always. And you know you what? Know. We, you got we we're a big choir. I mean, when we start singing, oh, you got us go. We cranked up, you know, and I, I sing loud as I can, you know. Do you now? Yeah. Okay, well, good. Yeah, I heard you out there a few times. I was going to talk to you about a couple of those notes that you hit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but I'm, I do. Thank you for the encouragement, but not just me. For a lot of people, you you're, you encourage a lot of folks. Well, I love you, and I pray for you, and uh, I I know that that. Uh, I just look forward to getting to spend more time with you. Every day's a every day's a blessing. So we'll wrap it up. Well, you mean so much to me, All and right. thank you for having this All right. podcast. Thank All right. Thank you for coming. Have a good day, and we will see you next time on First Person. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family.